welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode and part two of our emotional eating series. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. This is such a big, important conversation when we're diving into our relationship with food and our really our relationship with ourselves, which hopefully by now, you know, that's where all of this comes from is this inner work that we need to look at if we want to actually build a lifestyle change and a healthy, lasting relationship with sugar, with ourselves, with other people. It really all starts from within. And it became really apparent very quickly when I started working with clients five years ago that this emotional piece was at the root for everyone. Every single client that I've worked with, hundreds of women, This emotional piece is at the core for all of us. We all have some work to do here, and I'm really excited that you're tuning in um, and being open to this work, you know? And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do that first. Do that first. I mean, you could definitely stay here if you're here now and, and listen along, but last week's episode, we talked about step one. Okay, and today we're talking about step two, and they have to be done in that order if you're wanting to really repattern and rebuild this new emotional freedom, emotional resiliency, this new relationship with your emotions in your body. Okay, so you can't, um, don't just start with today. You definitely need part one to build on it, and we're gonna be building on that today. Before we dive in, as per usual, a little weekly update, weekly insight for all of you. Something that's really been coming up for me a lot, actually over the last couple months, is just a reminder that it's okay to rest, that it's so okay to rest. I've been having a lot of these conversations lately, even just in my for my own self. Um, You know, last year was crazy, okay? Let's face it, the last two years have been a little crazy, but... It's been a lot and we so rarely step back and give ourselves the time and space to really honor that, wow, like life is a lot and it's exhausting. And we've been working so hard. We've been working on ourselves. We've been working at work on relationships, you know, we doing all the things and it's exhausting. And I think you know, the winter time in, you know, traditional sense is such a time to go inward and a time to rest. And how often are we actually allowing ourselves to rest? This is my question for you. Do you actually freely allow yourself to rest when you need it or before you need it? This is the trick. Like, can we allow ourselves to rest before we actually burn ourselves out, before we are totally at our wits end and exhausted? So this is your reminder today that it's okay to rest. Take three-day weekends. Take the week off. You know, do nothing. Relax. Spend some time in your garden. Be lazy. You know, do what it is that you need to do. You do not always have to be pushing. And the beauty here and something that is so impossible for me to describe to you without you actually experiencing it and feeling it yourself is that all of this inner work that we're doing actually doesn't 
happen by doing things. It's actually all happening subconsciously. These shifts, these pattern changes, these neural pathways that are being built, a lot of the, this beautiful inner work that we're doing, especially when we're talking to about the emotional piece, is like a little bit action. We do have to take action. We do have to actually do physical things in our day and, and journal and meditate and connect. But most of it, like the iceberg, is under the water. Most of it is actually happening behind the scenes when you're sleeping, when you're doing nothing, when you're having fun with friends, when you're out on a hike, when you're not even focusing on it at all. It is so magic when we can start to understand and gift ourselves the space to rest because as my mentor would say, the rest is the work. And I used to wonder, what, what's he talking about? This doesn't make any sense. I need to work to work. Resting isn't working. But now I get it. I understand it on a deep level because when I am resting, I'm allowing everything that I'm working on or everything that I've been doing to integrate. And we don't do that in our society. We don't allow integration time, especially when we've been through huge shifts huge leaps and bounds as we're shifting into new identities or these really big growth spurts that we go through. You know, traditionally, like I said, this beautiful winter time and springtime even can be a chance to just to rest and to go inward and then be ready to come out, right? And and bring on the take on the world in the spring and summer. So just a permission for all of you listening to rest. Okay, you don't have to work so hard. You don't have to do all the things. It's okay to also just be a human being and give yourself permission to do that. And in that, you're going to notice that as you rest, space opens up for you to learn to feel, right? And this is what we talked about in part one of this series mm -hmm. last week is learning to feel. And you have to first get still and allow that space in your day for you to actually listen to your feelings, like listen to what's connecting. If you're not doing that, you're forever going to be disconnected. Now, before we dive into today's episode, quick reminder, I know I announced last week, I'm so excited that I'm going to be hosting um, a group program that I haven't hosted in over two years. And I'm actually even going to be upgrading the whole thing. This is version 2.0. It's going to be an eight week long deep dive program into kicking emotional eating and the other very deep rooted inner work pieces, foundational pieces that lie at the root of your unhealthy patterns with sugar. So we're doing the inner work in a deep dive, beautiful, safe, inclusive, non-judgmental community. I'm so grateful for the women that I attract into my programs. That is always such a powerful and beautiful experience. And this program is something that I've been feeling really called to host again for a while now. And I'm making it happen this spring, actually really, really soon. So if you want to be the first to know when details come out, you can head on over to the link in the show notes below and get on the wait list. Okay. I'll be sharing all the nitty gritty details and what you can expect in the coming weeks. So do not miss out on that. If this conversation is at all something that you're interested in, um, you know, because this deeper work is really, really, really impossible to do on your own as you're maybe realizing after the episode I shared last week with all of the learning to feel tips and how uncomfortable and the resistance that came up, um, you're noticing that this is really um, not a quick fix, right? This is a really deep dive journey and we must be surrounded in the right community in order to do this work and this healing work together. It's, it's so magical. So 
would love to have you in the program. Again, come get your name on the wait list down in the show notes below. Let's dive into today's episode, okay? Let's do it. Now, I'm going to reiterate this again. Definitely be sure to listen to last week's episode, which is part one. Today, we're just going to be building on part one. So some of the things that I say might not make sense to you if you haven't listened to last week's episode. And if not, that's all right as well. You can head back over and listen to it later. Um, but I really, really just want to hit that home that they, they're important to listen to together, okay? We're just going to keep building today because we have to first learn how to feel. And this is a very common mistake that I see a lot of people making is they'll jump right into what we're going to talk about today, which is processing your emotions, right? So processing the energy and helping it leave your body right? Helping these emotions actually flow through you instead of staying stuck. This is the part where you actually get to do something, right? There's actual physical action in a lot of these processing techniques that I'm going to share with you. And it's the easiest part for most of us to like wrap our heads around. And that's usually what the first place people will go. And you might've done this as well. It's okay. I no longer want to eat when I'm stressed. So I'm going to find something else to do when I'm stressed. So here I am being stressed and I'm gonna go for a walk, or I'm gonna call a friend, or I'm gonna do something, which is a beautiful, healthy way to process emotions, but you're missing a very, very key part of this repatterning in actually connecting with and making friends with the stress or the anger, whatever it is, whatever that heavy emotion is or that emotion is, any emotion, you have to connect with it and make friends with it and allow yourself to feel it before you begin to process it. Okay. And eventually, so what will happen, and this is a beautiful space that I'm in now is that you can begin to feel these emotions and almost simultaneously get into supporting and processing them. But for those of you, like most human beings who have been so disconnected and believe that emotions are bad to feel, and it means you're weak and they're, they're, they're not important to feel. We have to repattern that part first. It's absolutely, I cannot stress that enough. So be careful that you're not just skipping that step. Most people do it. I skipped it for years until I realized, oh, it's actually knowing how to be angry in my body or be sad or grieve. Like I need to be okay with that first. And then I can support my body in moving that energy and processing the emotion out of my body. Does that make sense? I'm hoping that makes sense. I really can't hit that home enough. We must, must, must make friends with those emotions and know how to feel them in our body and know that it's safe and important to feel them in our body. And then you can begin this fun process of processing the emotions out of your body. So what we're talking about when we're talking about processing is essentially, like I talked about in the last episode, our emotions are just energy in motion right? They're energy in our body. So when we talk about processing, we're actually moving the energy. So we want to move the energy of the anger or the stress or the tension. So it doesn't stay stuck in our body. And we talked about this in the last episode as well, how when we collect these, emo this emotional baggage and just collected and collected and collected in our cells, this is a fast recipe for disease development, for addiction development, for mental health issues, all of it can come from this stagnation of trapping toxic emotions in our body. 
right? And, and I shouldn't use the word toxic because emotions aren't toxic. I just mean the energy that builds up if we don't process these emotions becomes toxic in the body, okay? The emotions are not toxic, okay? All of them are good to be felt and important to be felt. So we, we have to really honor that. And now once we've done that, we can start to support our body in releasing those emotions, right? So they don't stay stuck and develop into disease. How do we do this? How do we process the energy of emotions? We look at children. Love this. Look at kids. Children are our best teachers, especially when it comes to emotions and processing. What does a kid do when he's angry? What does a kid do when he's sad or frustrated? What does she do when she's upset? Okay, usually it's a temper tantrum, it's screaming, it's pounding their fists on a pillow, it's running around the house, it's crying uncontrollably. Now, doing these things as an adult might seem really strange or funny, but we have to acknowledge that the wisdom that these children carry before society has shaped them and shamed them into stopping their natural expression of emotion, these Children, all of us know innately how to process emotions. One of the best ways to process emotions is by screaming and punching something. It's a powerful. Your anger will be gone almost immediately. And we have simply been taught that that's not acceptable. And we also have not been provided the safe space to actually process these emotions in a healthy way. Right? So instead, we learn to bottle it up and we learn that anger is not okay or whatever emotion it is and we stop letting ourselves express it because it doesn't fit into the norms of society. Right? It's not convenient to have a breakdown in the middle of the grocery store or to have your kid having a temper tantrum, rightfully so. So how can we learn to harness these beautiful processing techniques in a safe and, and supportive way, right? Maybe in the privacy of your own home or without throwing it at somebody else, right? I mean, one of the things that I think so many of us women walk around with is this really deep-seated belief that we're not allowed to be angry. And most of us are furious. We are furious at our parents, at the men who have wronged us in our lives, at ourselves. There is so much anger that we have bottled up that needs to be released and Men naturally have more um, physical activities that they do on a daily basis that helps them release this anger, right? It's more acceptable for some reason for men to yell or to like, you know, punch, punch a punching bag, right? Or to fight with each other. This is a men do that, right? They know how to do that. But women, we can't do that. That's not acceptable. It's not cool. So how can we learn as women to honor that anger, right? And honor not just anger, every emotion. And finding ways in your life to do this that are safe and supportive for you. Like I said, a couple examples, right? Punching a pillow. You can scream into a pillow too, by the way, which is a fantastic way of releasing anger, right? Actually allowing yourself to lay on your bed and have a temper tantrum. Let yourself just pound your fists. Release what needs to come out. 
let that air and energy out of your body, you know, really screaming and really letting your voice be heard is such a cathartic and powerful experience that we just don't get or gift ourselves in our adult lives as women. And I really encourage you to start tapping back into that. So I know we're talking just about anger here, but that is usually one of the most powerful pent up emotions. You know, are you frustrated? Same thing. Maybe you just need to go into a pillow. Maybe that's really going to help, right? It definitely will help. So finding ways, you know, to really just start observing children. I, I just, fa- I learn so much from kids. Oh my gosh. It's just amazing. Their curiosity, their ability to just process emotions, be in the moment. Oh, just, they're so, they're just little gifts of light that we can all learn so much from. And I'm not saying that we go around having temper tantrums in public. I'm saying that we can honor those innate knowing in our bodies of how to release stuck emotions. And there are thousands of ways to process emotional energy, okay? And it really is going to depend on you. So as you're learning how to do this, uh, one of the things that I actually put together for um, for women who are going to be coming through my next live group coaching program is a cheat sheet of of a whole bunch of ways um, to process these emotions and move this energy, right? It's a little cheat sheet that's very helpful. But one of the things that is really important for you to start identifying and experimenting with is each of your heavy emotions. Usually it's the heavier ones that we're talking about here when we want to process. I mean, most of us aren't going around trying to get rid of the joy in our body or trying to get rid of the happiness, right? It's usually the heavy stuff, the heavy stuff that just feels stuck in our body or heavy in our body that we want to process through so we can get back to being happy, right? And we can get back to these things. So what you're going to want to do is really get clear. Obviously, if you listened to episode one last week um, of part one, sorry, and you started doing your homework and you started connecting with your feelings or in your body or your emotions, you know, you're going to start to see a pattern of which heavy emotions are showing up for you most regularly. So maybe it's stress, maybe it's sadness, maybe it's loneliness, boredom. Like what are the ones that are showing up for you most common? And what are the ones that are most commonly triggering your sugar cravings and you reaching for food? I know for me, boredom was always the one. As soon as I was like bored, because I didn't want to look inward and hang out with myself. I just wanted to fill it with food. So that was always a big one for me. So really just start getting clear on what are your top, you know, five, 10, you know, biggest heavy emotions, right? There's so many and they're going to be different for all of us. And once you have identified, you know, for example, say, you know, your top, top five are stress, loneliness, sadness, anger, and, and grief. Maybe you're dealing with some things right now. I mean, we're grieving all the time. I'm grieving lots of things at any given moment. So really just identifying, you know, what are those most common ones that show up for you? And then what you're going to do is start experimenting with each of them, different techniques, different actions, different things that might help flow the energy. Because what you're going to notice is every emotion has a different, a different technique that works. I mean, some techniques might work for, for multiples. Like, you know, if you're feeling really sad, Going for a walk just might not do it, but calling a friend might, right? Maybe when you're stressed, that's when going for a walk really helps, right? Or when you're angry, punching a pillow feels amazing, but that doesn't really work when you're feeling sad. So each emotion, because it's a different vibration and a different energy is going to 
involve a different action from you and it's going to involve a different processing technique. So this is actually really important that you start building your own unique toolbox of which emotions require, like get supported by what, right? So next time you're sad or stressed, you know, try having a bath, try calling a friend, try going for a run, right? Or a really physical, um, hike. You know, there are some emotions that are, are just much more aggressive, I guess would be the word. Things like anger and, and frustration, right? They're, they're more like punching a pillow kind of emotions versus some like sadness or grief that are really more passive, require more of a, an inward supportive comforting type of processing technique. So you're going to want to, um, experiment, experiment with the laundry list of different techniques, different actions. And what you want to do in, you know, what techniques do I try is the question, right? Is really think about how can you move energy in your body? So breath is a really, really powerful way of doing this. Breath work is a fantastic tool for moving energy. Dance, that's one of my go-tos. Just literally even getting up out of your chair and shaking. Um, shaking your body. Shaking is such a powerful way to move um, energy and emotions. You'll see animals do this often after they've been scared. They'll just shake um, and it just releases that, uh, that emotional energy from their body. So shaking, dancing, um, maybe pounding a pillow, maybe singing. Singing is a great one. Chanting, singing, screaming into a pillow. Maybe you need to have a really good cry. This is the best way to process grief and sadness is to allow yourself to cry. And a lot of us have dried up our tear ducts years ago because we were told it wasn't okay or it meant you were weak if you were crying. So we do need to repattern that and, and support ourselves in that. Next time you feel tears coming on, allow yourself to, to let them flow. Like notice, and I know uh, this from personal experience, I would notice my mind going, take deep breaths, suck it up, take deep breaths, suck it up. And that's the old patterning. That was the message that I got from society, from my parents growing up. So it's instead repatterning and going, yes, okay, keep coming, keep coming, tears, keep them coming. You're welcome here. Thank you, tears. And practicing a different mantra as you let yourself cry, let yourself feel what needs to be felt, okay? Um, you know, other physical activities are really, really great. You know, anything like, you know, boxing or any sort of other, um, you know, Tai Chi or Taekwondo or like all sorts of different um, energy movement and, and physical activities as well. Also, cuddle your cat. Maybe you need to wrap yourself in a really cozy blanket, right? Maybe you just need to go for a really lazy walk. Um, there's so many beautiful things that you can do. Have a bath right? Um, there's an endless list, endless list of ways that you can support yourself when those emotions are coming up for you. And you're going to need to start practicing, like I said, which emotions, which techniques work for which emotions for your unique body. Okay. So this is going to be trial and error. You're going to try different things and find things that support you and find things that don't support you. And really just start keeping those lists so that you can then have your go-to's right? Have your go-to list. Now I have to mention something really, really important here. Okay. So that's, that's really all it is to processing emotions is just 
thinking about how can I move my body? How can I move energy in my body with my breath, maybe physical movements, maybe um, vocal movements, trying to engage all the senses is going to be really, really powerful as well. Um, You know, engage as much as you can and know this as well. Okay. This is a tough pill to swallow. So listen up is that oftentimes heavy emotions, actually every time an emotion has its own timeline. So we can often, so often, and I've been here a lot, is get caught in, why is my sadness not gone yet? I went for a walk, I called a friend, I had a good cry, why am I still sad? You know, it's been three days, why am I still grieving? And we can get really frustrated that the emotion hasn't passed through us yet. Even though we're doing all these techniques and we're allowing ourselves to feel and we're journaling and we're resting and we're doing all the right things, the emotion might not be ready to go. And this is the toughest part of this emotional journey is that, you know, we only have so much quote unquote control over how we can support our bodies with these emotions. And ultimately they will release when they're ready. And they're not going to tell us when that is. It might be an hour, it might be a a week, it might be a month. You know, anybody who's gone through grief before, you know that it takes weeks, if not months, to really fully process through grief. So it comes and goes, right? So please just stay committed to supporting yourself. Stay the course, keep doing, keep feeling, keep processing, keep resting, supporting yourself. If you're going through really big things, like most of us have the last two years, this is big stuff that we're going through. Just acknowledge that it's going to take some time to fully process through. So it might be quick, it might be long, and you're going to have no idea. But the best thing that you can do is really just continue supporting yourself and staying committed to to that journey, okay? And as I mentioned as well, uh, if you haven't yet already, please, please, please download the free three-part stress eating workshop series. Um, You can find the link to that below. It's a completely free three videos, three workbooks, some resources that's going to help you really dive deeper into this piece around processing and around feeling like we talked around in part one. So if you haven't downloaded that yet, um, you can find the link below in the show notes as well, Um, as well as the link to get on the wait list for my upcoming live program, where we're going to be diving so deep into all of this and, and actually taking action together in a beautiful community. So how can you support other people in this as well? We can't talk about like our own emotional awakening (laughs) and not talk about how we like show up with other people because a big part of what's gotten us into where we are now is we just don't know as a society how to support other people's emotional responses, right? And we, number one, we take it on as apparently our responsibility, which by the way, Your emotions are your responsibility. Other people's emotions are their responsibility. We're going to be talking about personal responsibility in the coming weeks, so stay tuned for that. Other people's emotions are not your responsibility, okay? That is the message here. And you also have the opportunity here as you're repatterning your own safety around feeling and expressing emotions. It's also such a beautiful opportunity to do this for the people in your life as well. Most of us have never had a safe space to really be validated in what we're feeling and not shut down in our emotions. Most of us are coming into this work with the patterning of stop feeling, suck it up, don't be sad, 
don't be these things. Um, and really not really ever being validated in our emotions. So how you can do this is so simple. You know, next time you see somebody in an emotional response, whether or not it has anything to do with you, which it never does, but if you're in an interaction or not, maybe somebody's dealing with, you know, you see somebody crying or somebody's just starts feeling really angry and is very expressive to you about it. They're just trying to get it off their chest, right? Maybe they're venting to you. Um, maybe your friend is venting to you or your husband, right? What you need to do in those moments is do not encourage them to suck it up. Pay very close attention to your language and really validate what they're feeling. And how that sounds, the difference here is the difference between, oh man, you're going to be okay. Just suck it up. Let's, let's go out for ice cream, right? Like take some deep breaths, breathe through it. Here's some tissues, stop crying versus, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that you're so upset. That sucks. That must be hard. That is how you validate somebody's emotions. There's no trying to get them out of it. There's no trying to make them happy. There's no trying to get them to suck up their tears. It's just acknowledging where they're at, meeting them where they're at. And after doing that for a while, you may open up to, how can I support? What do you need in this moment? Can I help you? And listen to their response. Do not think that you know what is better for someone. Do not think that you know what somebody needs, they will tell you what you need, what they need, just as you would. This is such a powerful way of changing the way you relate to people in your life. And it will build such deep, meaningful connections and loving support with the people in your life. It's life-changing because then they will be able to do that for you. We have to lead by example in repatterning how we actually honor and acknowledge people's emotions and let them know that it's okay. Hey, I'm going to sit here with you as long as you need to cry. Let me know if you need anything. That's it. That's all. And the truth is so many of us, you know, because we're not so used to expressing emotions, we're not used to being around people who are emotional as well. And we don't know what to do. It feels uncomfortable. And this is, you know, what most of our parents went through, right? It doesn't feel good when your child is in pain or screaming or sad or crying, right? We want them to feel better. But there's also this very real truth that, you know, it makes us uncomfortable when somebody else is emotional. And then we selfishly try to make them stop being emotional. And it needs to stop. We need to show up for each other in a really beautiful and safe way to know that it's okay. So when you see somebody crying on the bus or having a really hard day and you don't even know them, send them a smile. Just tell them you're there for them. I see that you're sad. Can I help? Right? Acknowledge what they're feeling and don't encourage them to stop. So to start paying attention to how you honor other people's emotions in your life as well, because it's a very big indicator of how you've been honoring your own emotions. And you can start to repattern for yourself, but also for your loved ones and the people around you and letting them know that it's really welcome to be emotional and to feel emotional and to know that it's not your fault. 
it's not your other people's emotions are not your responsibility. You can hold space for them to just have their emotional experience. And then when they're feeling complete, you guys can go off and do something, something fun together. Okay. So this is such an important conversation. Obviously this emotional conversation is vital to your ongoing success and your journey to sugar freedom. Okay. This is absolutely mandatory. If you want to be back in the driver's seat, if you want to have control of, you know, your patterns around food, because it's so much of it is driven from this emotional component. And I hope that you're really starting to see that. I hope that you're starting to really start noticing that, you know, if you were doing your homework this last week from last week's episode, you're really noticing that this feeling is healing. We've all heard that before, right? It's so cliche, but it's so true. We must begin to feel and honor our emotions or we will never truly be free whether it's free from sugar or free in our bodies or free in our relationships and our life. So I hope that this is really hitting home for you. I hope that you're ready to step this up. Don't forget to continue practicing building your feeling muscle and then start building in when you're feeling solid in that, start building in these processing pieces and techniques. Now, like I've, I've mentioned a few times already, you know, I know how overwhelming a lot of this can seem. I know that I've shared a lot with you over this, these last two episodes. And especially if you're just starting out, especially if you don't have that connection with your emotional body yet. This is why I'm so, so, so excited to be announcing that I'm hosting my next live group eight week program. That's really going to take a deep dive into the inner work and this emotional component. We're going to be learning to feel together. We're going to be learning these tools and techniques and having the accountability and support in a beautiful, safe, non-judgmental community of other women doing this with you. So if you're interested to know more and want to get the first taste and information when I release details about the program, definitely come and get your name on the wait list. It's in the link below in the show notes. And thank you so much again, everyone, for, for tuning in to another episode, for following along with this podcast. We're officially rocking and rolling and um, already getting up there in episodes. And I'm so, so grateful for each and every one of you listening, your, um, you know, your feedback, your reviews, your ratings, your messages mean the world to me. And I just cannot wait to continue supporting you this year and beyond. So thank you everyone. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.